All right, I want you to turn to three places in your Bible tonight. We're going to be, uh, first of all, in the book of Genesis, uh, Genesis chapter number 5. I figured I'd give you that reference first, Genesis. Uh, Then we're going to be in the book of Hebrews chapter number 11, and then the book of Amos chapter number 3. And so uh, if you can find Genesis, then I'll get us started, then we'll go to Hebrews And by then, you may have given up by the time we get to Amos, uh, but we'll look at those three uh, passages of Scripture to get us started uh, this evening. And tonight, I'm going to, I'll go ahead and let you know what I'm um, teaching on, and then I'll have a word of prayer, and then we'll read the Scripture. Uh, But as uh, the weeks leading up to our relocation, and then now uh, that we've been relocated for a few weeks, uh, I have been teaching some things on Wednesday night, uh, just to hit some reset buttons, just to kind of... Uh, get us back to the basics in uh, soul winning, reaching people. Uh, last week I talked about abounding in the work of the Lord. I want to abound in the work of the Lord. I love the work of the Lord. Uh, I'm not complaining about the work of the Lord. Uh, I want to abound in it. And tonight I'm going to teach on the results of walking with God. The results of walking with God. Uh, every Christian ought to desire to have a close walk with the Lord. Every Christian should have a close walk with the Lord. Every Christian is probably sensitive about talking about their walk with the Lord. Uh, It is something that we need to put the focus on, and so I'm going to teach on that tonight, the results of walking with God. Father, I pray that you'll help us with the time we have this evening. May we we determine to be as close to you as we possibly can. May our fellowship be right with you. May our walk be right with you. Uh, We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis chapter number 5, and we're going to look at verse number 23. Chapter 5, verse 23. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and 5 years. Verse 24. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Enoch walked with God. God, uh, Enoch didn't die. God said, just come on up. He was so close with the Lord, God said, come on up. And uh, Enoch walked with God. Hebrews chapter number 11. Hebrews chapter number 11. And uh, we're going to get a, a little bit more of a glimpse of Enoch and his walk. Hebrews 11 in verse number 5, of course, Hebrews 11 uh, is known as that great chapter of faith. Here we have Enoch, that one who Genesis tells us walked with God. Now we find him listed in this great chapter, verse number 5. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony. So the reason... For his translation is this, that he pleased God. How did he please God? Was it his fantastic talents that he had? Scripture doesn't shed us any light on his talents. Sheds no light on that. The only light we have on the life of Enoch is that he walked with God. So the book of Hebrews tells us that he walked, he, he pleased God. So God said, Come on home. And he translated him. Now, could you imagine going to see Cousin Enoch? 
going to see, I'm going to go visit Enoch. He's not there. There's no body. There's nothing. God translated him. Why did that happen? Because he pleased God. Don't we all want to please God? We say that, but do we live that? We say that, but do we put a priority and an emphasis on that which will please him? And we like to say, well, I, I'm, not, I'm not living to please any man. I'm just living to please God. And, and you should. I agree with that statement. Well, we're told by the life of, through the life of Enoch how to please him walk with God. Amos chapter number 3, verse number 3. Because pastors have a tendency, parents have a tendency, well then, how's your walk with God? You're not walking with God, are you? Pastor, how could you say that about me? God looketh on the heart, not the outward appearance. Okay, Amos chapter number 3. What are we talking about tonight? The walk with God? Uh, having a walk with God? I'm going to show us some results of walking with God. We know Enoch pleased God. How did Enoch please God? By faith he pleased God. But what do we know of Enoch? You think it's a coincidence that all we know of Enoch, other than what Hebrews 11 tells us, that he pleased God to such a degree that God took him home, and then the only light we have shed on that is the fact that he walked with God? I don't think that's a coincidence at all. The name is chapter number 3, verse 3. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Okay, pastor, how could you say that? Well, because the Bible says, can two walk together except they be agreed? Let me put it like this. God is willing to fellowship, but we've got to agree with Him so we can walk with Him. Uh, I think we flip that around sometimes as Christians. I'm not walking with God because He doesn't agree with me. How can two walk together except they be agreed? We use that. Well, I just don't agree, so I'm not walking. You're missing it. We should agree with God to the, so much to the degree that I'm walking with Him. I want to walk with God, so therefore, I've got to get on the same page with God. You cannot live Christian. You cannot live contrary to that book and walk with your God. Let me make just a couple of introductory statements, and we'll eventually get into our seven-point outline tonight. See, fellowship is more than just your personal devotion as Christian. The walk with God is more than just, yes, I read my chapter. I said my prayers, prayed for mom, dad, Aunt Susie, for God to get me through the day. See, Personal relationship is different than personal fellowship. As a Christian, how many of you are saved tonight? Let me see your hand. Good to be reminded of that. As a Christian, you have a personal relationship with God. And it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. Our standing with God is secured through His Son. and The applied blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a personal relationship. You do not have to be a member of the Emmanuel Baptist Church to have a personal relationship with God. 
You can get away from God or you can, you can say, I'm never, you can never pick up the word of God. You can never read it and you still have a personal relationship with God. You can never bow your head in prayer and still have a personal relationship with God because it's what Jesus did, not what we do. But a personal fellowship is a completely different matter. Walking with God is different than knowing a lot about God. I know a lot of Christians that know a lot about God. That doesn't mean they're walking with God. We, we, we're blessed as a church, Sunday school program, Bible's preached from behind this pulpit three times a week. The Bible is what we build everything on, and through the years, there's been a systematic teaching and preaching of the Word of God. More, and I want you to know the Word of God. I want you to know God. But more than know a lot about this book, more than know a lot about the God of this book, I want you to have a fellowship, a walk with that God. There's a lot of Christians that can quote a lot of that book, but they're, they don't agree with the walk that God is having. They don't, not, they don't agree enough to walk with Him. And aren't we asked the question, how can two walk together except they be agreed? As a matter of fact, I know a lot of preachers who know a lot about the Bible, but living it is a whole different thing. It's a fellowship. It's a walk with God. See, a walk with God means companionship with Him. You can be married by law, live on the other side of the continent and never see or talk to each other. But see, fellowship, a walk, is a companionship with Him. How is your companionship with God? See, we have a lot that I believe God wants us to do and is leading us to do. We have a lot that we are embarking on as a church. We have new ministries that are starting. We have new, uh, new opportunities, people that God wants us to reach. The only way this church is going to be able to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish is for each individual member of this church, every Christian in this church, to have such a fellowship with God, a walk with God, that will enable us to do what it is that He would have us to do. It's a companionship. How's your companionship with Him? A walk with God means agreement with Him. If you, as a Christian, ever are in contradiction to something the Bible says, let me remind all of us, the problem is not with the Bible. The problem is with us. It means agreement with Him. Oftentimes, as, as, as a pastor, many, there's many men in the, in, the, in the service tonight who's pastored before. Oftentimes, when somebody gets upset with, the, with a position that we take or something I preach, I say, hey, I'm just the messenger. We must agree with God. That's a walk with God. See, we say, oh, yeah, I want to have a walk with God. I want to have a walk with God. Oh, I want to have a walk with God. And we get so pious. Oh, I want to have a walk with God. I want to have a walk with God. And I'm not saying we're insincere, insincere, but I'm trying to help us tonight. You have to agree with God. I didn't say you have to understand God. Understand everything he does. We've got to agree with him to the point that he's God, and I'm, I may not understand it, but I'm going to get on the same page with him. 
A walk with God is achievement with Him. Uh, I want to achieve things. The only way they can be achieved is because I am walking with God. All of us have a, have a certain amount of knowledge, a certain amount of strength, a certain amount of wisdom, a certain amount of talent. But when we walk with God, we're able to achieve things that we would not be able to achieve because we're walking with Him. That's a walk with God. Um, parents, and I know we have some parents that have babies in the nursery and um, small kids, still rearing your kids. You're just flat out crazy if you think you can rear your children with your wisdom. I'm not picking on any new moms to have that first child. It's like, well, I'm not making all the mistakes everybody else in this world makes. Now I've got my system. And we're doing this, and we're doing this, and we're doing this, and we're doing this, and I've got it all figured out. We're not budging. And then I'm sitting there thinking, oh, Lord, hey, I'm for you. At least put a little bit of, as a matter of fact, put a little bit of thought into it before you bring a child into this world. But if you think because you saw an episode of Oprah, or you read something on Facebook, or Grandma Susie told you that back in the 1800s, this is, this is what it was done, and, and that we've gotten away from that. Hey, what if it helps, I'm all for it. But if you think that you can rear your children for the Lord in this day without walking with Him, you're very naive. You've got to have Him. Walking with God is allegiance to Him. I may not get to the outline tonight. The introduction is pretty good. We all, I want to walk with God. It, do you, does he have your allegiance? Let me just put the pressure right on us. So let me put, get right to the point. Who are you more loyal to than God? Where's your allegiance ultimately? Well, I, I think you ought to be loyal to family. I think you ought to be loyal to friend. I think you ought to be loyal to church. I think you ought to be loyal to pastor. I think you ought to be loyal to parents. When there's a contradiction between all those I named and God... Where's your allegiance? Well, they're my, they're my friends. Well, do we want to walk with God or not? It's allegiance to Him. Do you realize, Christian, that in this day and age we live in, our allegiance to God is going to be compared to the martyrs of the faith? Our allegiance to God is going to be compared to those who, who, who are willing to sacrifice everything to serve fighting with Him. Pray without ceasing. It's that constant, I want to be with God. Walking with God is activity with Him. Are we busy about the Lord's business? Are we serving Him? Uh, walking with God, as I've already mentioned, is different than knowing things about God. Different than being saved. It's having that, it's a personal relationship, yes, to the Lord Jesus Christ, but it's that more than that, it's a personal Fellowship. Let me give you now, as I've mentioned some things about walking with God, let me give you the results of walking with God in the time I have remaining. I've taken a moment to kind of very quickly and briefly identify 
some things that remind us of what walking with God is. And before I move to the results, I mentioned all of those things. It's companionship, it's agreement, it's achievement, it's the fellowship, it's not just knowing. You cannot, you cannot spend time with, you, you need the word of God to spend time with him. You, you need to get in the word of God and let God speak to you. Let God comfort you with the word of God. Let God instruct you. Let the Holy Spirit of God convict you through the word of God. If you, if you just read the Word of God long enough and it, it, it'll filter your mind, it'll filter, filter your body, it, it'll filter your life, you need the Word of God. I can't tell you how, I mean, and we could testify all night long if we just let people testify about times when that God has just worked in our heart. I, I love it. I, I have my little, my schedule of I'm going to read this much Bible and, and, quite, and I used to get disappointed when I got through the first four or five verses and I didn't have time to get to the rest of the scripture reading. But now I get a little bit excited because I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm letting God speak to me. I'm letting God work in my life. If you don't ever crack it open, not just on Wednesday night when the pastor says turn, not just on Sunday morning and Sunday night when the pastor says turn to so if you don't crack it open, how can you say that you fellowship with him? I believe it's more important that we let God talk to us. But I believe we do need to talk to God. We do need to speak to him. I wonder how many Baptists throughout time have left the church because so-and-so walked by them and didn't speak with them. And we're supposed to be friends. Oh, pastor, he didn't speak to me. Well, I was on purpose, but I didn't think you'd notice. Oh, pastor. I wonder how many said, that's it, I'm offended. But yet, we breathe in the air that God gives us with a life that He gave us, walk on a planet that He created. We're a child of God and we never take the time to stop and talk to Him. But yet, when it gets down to it, we say, our Oh, my walk is fine. I say this to you, to, to, to you all the time. It's good for us now all the time. Not, probably not as much as I should, but I want to remind you. I don't, you, 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 don't you want a pastor that walks with God? And I'm not perfect, but, but, but I do spend time on this book. I do spend time talking to God. But you know what? I want choir members to have a walk with God. I want those that get on this platform and, and sing. To have a walk with God. I want you to use the talent that God has given you. But I want you to fellowship with Him. The songs sound a little bit different when you're fellowshipping with God. The preaching is a little bit more passionate when there's fellowship and a walk with God. Uh, things are a little more serious when we are in, walking with Him as Amos 3. Hey, I, I've got on the same page as God. I want to go where God goes. Uh, that walk and that fellowship with Him. And when we have that, let me give you some results. The results are some things I want us to look at it two, two ways tonight. I want us to look at it, what we can look forward to from walking with God. There's benefits from walking with God. So as we go through this list quickly tonight... I want us to look at, look at the things that I have to look forward to. But the same list also serves a, a different purpose. 
it reveals whether or not you have a walk with God. If you walk with God, I'm going to give you some things tonight you can look forward to. But at the same time, if they're missing out of your life, it is revealing that your walk with God is lacking. Hopefully tonight, it'll serve both of those purposes. It'll, it'll encourage us. I just, got, I just got to walk with the Lord. I See, we make the Christian life a lot more complicated than it is. I've got to do this. No, no, walk with God. And you'll have some results. But tonight, I want us all to look at ourselves. And if things are missing, it can be traced back. If, I, I used the illustration a while ago of somebody getting offended. I know that... It was hypothetical. That's never happened in a Baptist church. Nobody gets offended. Uh, but uh, uh, if, if it all goes back to if you get offended, it, 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 what's your, how's your walk with God? Uh, if we would get out of this day as Christians, when it's everybody else's fault, and just have it come back to it, ultimately, I'm responsible for my walk with God. Let me give you the results. The first result is this joy. Joy. Very simply put, happiness is that which is external. Joy is that which is internal. I have joy in God. I enjoy God. I have joy in Him. I take joy in His presence. I have joy in my salvation. I have joy in His strength. I have joy in knowing that it pleases Him when I serve Him. I have joy. My walk with God, I, I, I'm fellowshipping with God. I'm just enjoying spending time with God. I, I'm going to lean on His strength. There is joy in the life of a Christian. You show me a Christian with no joy. There's a problem in their fellowship with God. There's a problem. How? How can you not spend time with God? Well, we have the Holy Spirit of God that dwells within us. We all did raise our hand and say we were saved earlier, right? How can we spend time with the Holy Spirit dwells within us? How can we spend time in the Scripture? How can we spend time talking to Him and not have... Well, Pastor, you don't understand what I've been going through. I'm not talking about happiness, that which is external. I'm talking about having all the external take, but you still have the Spirit of God that lives within you. You still have the fellowship. Well, they, if, if they throw you in a prison cell, they can't hide God from you. You can still have joy. Christian, with no joy, you need, you need to look at your walk with God. It, and, and let's be honest, what happens on the external does affect us. That's why as a child of God, We've got to depend on Him and not that which is external. Too many Christians have their joy in things. Their joy in circumstances. Where our joy should be in the Lord. That's the first result of walking with God is joy. Number two, I'll use the word endurance. If you want to use faithfulness. Look at Genesis chapter number six. I'm going to turn there if you've got time to turn there. You can turn there too. Genesis chapter number 6. We're going to look at somebody else who walked with God. In Genesis chapter number 6, verse number 9. 
these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. The Bible tells us Noah walked with God. We know Noah and the ark. Noah and his family, God put them in that ark. Sometimes we forget because the verses run pretty quickly through these chapters as we read them. And because sometimes, I know I have to stop myself, sometimes because we read through a portion of Scripture in five to ten minutes, we have this false sense of understanding that that's how fast it really happened. And you think of the fact that Noah just obeyed God. He just obeyed. And you think about his obedience. let's, Let's remove the fact that it didn't make sense to anybody else. It didn't make sense to Noah. But Noah obeyed. And Christian, before you complain about your opposition... Think of the opposition that Noah faced. On this planet, in the entire population, it was everybody against Noah. It was Noah and his against the world. How about the opposition? How about the persecution? How about the mocking? Christian, would we have quit? What sustained him? Noah walked with God. I refer to it often, and it seems lately it's been referring a lot. Many of you have been in the members of this church for decades. Nobody else will take this, so we're stuck with you. Some of you, you're just getting started as a Christian, or you've been part of the main Baptist church not for a long time, and you look at some of these that have been around for a long, long time and say, man, I wonder, maybe I'll be lucky like that and nobody will ever offend me. Maybe I'll have such a life where everything will go just so and I'll never question or wonder why something happened or I'll, I'll never, nobody will ever do me wrong or I hope, I, I hope my Christian journey ends up like that. And everybody who I just referenced that's been here for a while is either chuckling on the outside or the inside because they know that's not true. But they endured. What helps you endure? Your walk with God. You know, God's never going to say anything to you that's going to offend you. Well, let me just rephrase that. Unless you need to be offended. God's never going to disappoint you. He's never going to let you down. His plan is always perfect. So when when I cannot depend on this world, I can survive because of my walk with God. Noah never lost sight of God, God's plan, and that's because he walked with him. And God has a plan for every child of God in here. Every Christian in here. God has a plan for you. I think of those who, through the, and our church is above average, I believe, but through the years you just, where'd so-and-so go? Or what happened to so-and-so? And 
Sometimes people, we get, we, we get weary, don't we? we? What happens? We get away from our walk with God. That's why, Christian, as your pastor, the greatest thing I could tell you is your, is your fellowship with God. How is it? Your walk with God, if you can sustain that, that will get you through. He never lost, how many Christians have lost sight of God's plan? Noah didn't lose sight of God's plan because other than his, his, his immediate family there, he had nobody else to talk to. Ministry's tough. No one preached and 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 preached. And you know who got on that boat? The same people who were getting on it when he began preaching and 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 preaching. I wonder how many would have revisited their call. But his walk with God. Don't don't these men and women we read in the Bible, they are they are flesh just like we are. So, so don't, don't, sometimes we think he never had a bad day, he never got discouraged, he never wondered, but what supplemented all that? What helped him through that? His walk with God, his fellowship with God. But you know what that tells me? If we fellowship with God, we can have that long endurance in serving him. The third result of walking with God is knowledge. You cannot spend time with God without learning more about Him. You cannot spend time with Him without knowing what He likes. You cannot spend time with Him without knowing what He dislikes. That, that's, that's just the reality of it. And the more time I spend in the Word of God, and, and, and we're, we're not Catholics, but sometimes we act like Catholics. I have to go read my Bible. Here's my reading chart. I'm going to read it. I've checked it off, and I'm moving on. Now, I, I'll tell you, there are times when I get, I say, I'm, I'm reading this book. I love to read books from first chapter to the end, set aside a block of time to where I can read a book without pause. I enjoy that. I, I, I don't do that every morning. I enjoy having that time where I'm, not, I'm just going to read through it because I want to read through it. But that's the only way we ever approached the Bible is so I can put a check. And I did my duty of the day. What kind of fellowship is that? We approach the Word of God. God, I want you to tell me something I need to know about me today. I want you to tell me something about you. I want you, have you ever, have you, I mean, I've had the privilege of growing up in church. And I can't tell you how many times I've, I'm reading the passage. I've read dozens, if not, not, not more times than that. And it's like, where has that been? Where has it been? I've never seen that before. And there it was the whole time. But, but I had to get it when I needed it. I had to get in there when God was going to give it to me. Uh, his instruction, I know his way, that comes with knowledge. The fourth result of... So, so, so let me back up to that. If you're in church for four or five years, and you know as much about God as you knew when you started, don't blame that on the pastor. Uh, every day, we got to be looking into the Word of God. The fourth result is courage. I'm running out of time, so I'll make this statement. The fear of man will not be known by those who are looking into the face of God. Uh, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Peter's walking on the water, 
And it was when he took his eyes off of the Lord and looked at the circumstances, they became afraid and began to sink. There are things in this world that will make us afraid. Our adversary, the devil, is a real person. When, when the scripture says he is seeking whom he may devour, that is literal. He's looking for the child of God that he can devour, who he can ruin their testimony, ruin their, their, their ability uh, to, to win others, to, to destroy. He's looking for those who are seeking God, and yet he'll point them in a different direction. He, he is a real person. And child of God, church, we know this. As soon as we determine we're going to do great things for God and we have the hand of God, hand of God on us, just about the time a Christian decides that they're going to surrender their life, that's when he's going to come looking. And it is the fear of man that gets us to quit. How many, sadly, how many preachers through the generations have quit because of the fear of government, the fear of being, the fear of what the people I preach to may think or say. But the fear of man will not be known by us or those that are looking into the face of God. It's hard if you really are spending time with God and get a grasp and a reminder daily of how big God is. It's hard to be intimidated by man. I know we got a lot of young men who have a feel God wants them to be a preacher and you're training for the ministry. Don't be afraid of men. And, and this, this, some may challenge me on this. There's two, there's two reasons why men change. They're just selling out for something else. Or they don't have a walk with God that they should. You ever been around, Christian, you ever been, maybe you were a child or you can relate to this illustration. There's a, there's a situation that you're just unsure of. Uh, you, ever, you, ever, you ever been on a, well, let me use this, you're on a boat and the waves are coming in and the wind's blowing and it gets a little, but if you look at the face of the captain, if he's not panicked, okay. If he gets scared. He puts his life vest on. It's time to get nervous. But how can we, child of God, spend time with God and see the face of God and never flinching? Can I remind us that it was Christ who set his face like a flint? Because he was doing the will of his Father. Oh, if you spend time with God, you'll get a sense of His bigness. You'll get a sense of His greatness. And the longer you spend time with God, uh, you'll, you'll grow and mature in your Christian life. And you'll get, get to know Him better in that fellowship, that comfort that you have with Him. And then when a trial comes along, and then when tribulation comes along, or then when that old adversary comes along and, and he tries to derail you or, 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 or put things in your life to just scare you, to get you to quit. It's like, I'm looking into the face of God. How can I fear man if we ultimately bow because of fear? It's because of our, it can be traced back to our fellowship, our walk with God. Number five, 
The fifth result is confidence. Psalms 23, 4. We know, that, we know that Psalm, Psalm 23, verse 4, I will fear no evil because I've killed a lion and a bear. Is that what David said? I will fear no evil because I know what it's like to slay a giant. I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Sometimes it may be with a Christian or a pastor. Pastor, do you not realize what's going on? I know who's with me. It doesn't mean, child of God, that you're never afraid. You never have fear. But, but you can push that aside because I know God's with me. That's why it all goes back to how can two walk together except they be agreed. That's why Christians aren't confident. That's why they don't have the courage because they're not on the same page with God. They're not in agreement with God. They can't say, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Because while they have a personal relationship, they don't have that personal fellowship. Confidence. A lot of times, and I've known some great men of God from the previous generation. You hear people who don't know them, have no idea about their ministry. But they're just so full of themselves. They just seem so arrogant. It's confidence. It's one thing to have confidence in yourself. That's foolish. But when you know God and you're around God and you've seen what God has done, how can you not have confidence? How can you not? It's not confidence in yourself. It's I know God's going to do it. I know He's going to come through. How do you know that? Because I talk to Him every day. And every day he reminds me of how true these promises are. And he, if, if we actually spend enough time in the word of God, we'd be reminded over and over and over and over again of the promises of God and how great and mighty our God is. It's a confidence in him. Number six. Uh, sixth result is this, rest. Some of you wait till Sunday morning and Sunday night Wednesday night to get that, but... Your walk with God is just fine. Rest. Matthew eleven twenty nine. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls. See, it is in the yoke with Christ we find rest. It's being willing to labor with Him. Working with Him. What is that yoke? It's simply put, it's it's the will of God. It's, it's laboring for God. The will of God may bring a lot of things to our life. but We can have rest. Don't miss this. Knowing He's in control. If I'm in the will of God, I'm doing what it is that God has created me to do. And let's not complicate this. We're to glorify God. Uh, we're, we're, that's, that's the way we're supposed to live, is to glorify Him, to honor Him with our life. And so if I'm seeking to honor Him and glorify Him, and I'm going to work with Him, and, and I'm going to serve as He wants me to serve Him, I'm going to fulfill my responsibilities, uh, as, not just as a pastor, but personally as, as a husband and as a, as a father and, and as a friend. I've got, to lay, I've, I've got to do the will of God. I've got to get in the yoke with Christ And I can rest knowing that if heartache comes, 
God's got it. If circumstances come that I don't know the answer. See, a Christian, don't miss this, this will help you. A Christian should not stay up all night worrying about what the answer is. A Christian should stay up all night talking to God because he has the answer. There's a big difference. If you can't go to sleep at night because you've got a burden, you've got a worry, you've got a heartache, don't wring your hands about if you're in the will of God, rest. Now, if, there's some, if you need to get back in the fellowship with God, that's probably a good indication. That's, now's the time to do it. But while circumstances may put some external pressure, I can rest knowing God's got it in control. He knows the answer to every question. Uh, Christian, let me, let, me, let me help you tonight. If you're always worried about how things are going to work, no matter what the circumstance, how's your fellowship with God? How's your walk with God? Uh, how can we say we have confidence in Him? Well, Pastor, I do it. I just don't know that I can figure it out. I'm just not willing to take that step, step of faith. If God brings an opportunity along for me personally or as the pastor of this church, and God brings it to our doorstep, as I like to, like, like to word it sometimes, and it's not against Scripture and it's an opportunity. So I can rest comfortably. How can you do it? Well, because there's a fellowship with God. There's a walk with God. And if we're on agreement with God, we can rest in knowing that God has it under control. Number seven and finally. The seventh result that I'll give you tonight is zeal. I'll, I'll read from the book of Luke. If you want to turn there, you can. But as soon as I get there, I'll read it. Luke 24. Christ has been resurrected. Christians are on the, the road to Emmaus. And in verse 32, well, you know the story in case you don't. They're, they're journeying. They're having this conversation. And they find out later that it was the Lord they were talking to. Verse 32 of chapter 24 of the book of Luke, And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? Well, I've just lost my zeal. Let's say it appropriately. I've lost my walk with God. I've lost my zeal to do anything. Let's say it right. I've lost my walk with God. Well, I just don't have the zeal. Hey, friend, you get older, you may not have the strength that you once have. You may not have the opportunity that you once have. But if you spend time with the Savior, letting Him open up the Scriptures to you, there ought to be something that burns inside of you. I've lost... Well, as a church, we've lost our zeal. What we're saying is we've lost our fellowship with God. We've lost our walk with Him. Uh, there are results of walking with God. I think we should make sure that we are walking with God. More than anything else, as your pastor, I want you to walk with God. There's results. 
That's why sometimes, in, in, I'll share my heart with you, and then we'll stand and go home. And as part of having the heart of a pastor and part of being the under-shepherd, I get a sense many times when you're struggling. And a lot of times I can point it, why is it? Because there, I know there's results of walking with God. On the flip side, I get excited. It's like, oh, look at so-and-so, they're growing. They're growing. You hear something, some adversity comes, and you watch them. And they they, they may, might feel the pressure, and they might be, be, be under the gun, but they, they still have that joy. They, 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 they can still sing about the, uh, because they're spending time with Him. Uh, how's your walk with God? It's more than knowing a lot of... Pastor, I could, and don't, don't, you probably shouldn't quote me on this, but, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't take people telling me how to pastor my church who can't even recite the books of the Bible. And I've mentioned this to you before, that's kind of my, you get these random phone calls, I don't think you should be doing this and this and this, okay, can you recite the books of the Bible? No, okay. But at the same time, if you can, that don't mean you got to walk with God. Because there are some results. If you don't have these things in your life, let me tell you how to get them. You can't buy them at Walmart. You, you might can buy a lot of things there, but you can't. You can't, you can't, you can't go work it up. They, can, they, they come from just spending time with God. You know the wonderful thing about that? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you are saved out of. I'm a preacher's kid. I grew up in a preacher's home. But you know that, that somebody who was an alcoholic lived in the most vile sin of this world and got saved and God saved them out of it. We have the same opportunity to walk with God. Because God is not a respecter of persons. You're as close to God as you want to be. How's your walk with God? Let's make sure our walk with God is what it should be. Father, help us.